Praise the Lord. Hey, today I want to talk to you about seasons. And I thought it was so powerful that the, the prophetic word that came forward this morning about welcome to your new normal. And um, what a great word, a new normal, a new normal. Come on. And how many know that when you walk with God, your whole life is a series of new normals? I mean, right, that's the normal Christian life, you know, and um, and some people see what we call, you know, we call the outpouring of the spirit. You know, we call that revival. And um, and so we have a special name for something called revival. And it's a good name. It's a great name to revive. And um, and but much of the church for many years has seen revival as a special event. Like you get to go to Disneyland once in a while. Maybe you go a couple times in your life. Woo, that was fun. We've got pictures. Boy, I remember that. Wow. I'm glad we got to do that. Now back to normal life. And, 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 and that is actually an absolute opposite view of reality. It's, it's, the reality is, is that revival is that when God looks upon the earth, or, and it could even just be a geographical section, like, of the planet, that needs a touch. Because here's what I believe, that, that God poured out His Spirit on the day of Pentecost, and He's been moving ever since. And, and we think, where's God? What's He doing? You know, you're like, well, somewhere somebody is experiencing a move of the Holy Spirit in a powerful way. And I believe that it's been that way, and sometimes maybe even a few individuals carried it through, carried this flame, this original flame, through certain times in history. But to, if you think about revive, right, if somebody's passed out and you revive them, um, right, nobody's like, wow, remember that day that I, that I woke up for a few minutes? <laughs> like, right, nobody, nobody, right? Revival is what happens when things have gotten away from normal. And God says, we got to get you back to what's normal. And, and, um, and principles, I believe in principles, um, they're important. But the life of the Spirit is what we've been given as an inheritance. To know God. To know Him. And, and to know Him is to experience Him. And, and um, to hear Him. And to follow Him. And, and so to walk with God, to walk with Jesus, is a whole series of new normals. And your whole life goes from glory to glory. From, from It doesn't mean that every season of your life is easy. But it does mean that the transforming work of the Spirit in your life, as you walk with Jesus, is continuous and without break. And, and, so, and so when we're in tune with that, when, when that is our focus, you know what that helps us realize? It helps us experience what He's doing. Amen. And... Um, and I, and I and it's amazing how when you when you listen to folks talk about what they believe is happening on the planet right now, um, it really depends on where you're looking. And um, you know, looking up is a great idea. Amen. I mean, looking at the news may be necessary to know what to pray about. But I don't even know. You know, I don't even know. I mean, I'm like, honestly, man, this is a side note. I'm not going to expound on this, but I tell you, I'm determined. I, a few years back when, when things really start to 
kind of the drama started to escalate, you know, um, you know, in the last years, really. Um, I just really came to this peaceful conclusion. It may surprise you what brought me peace. But but when, when I looked around at the world and I realized, you know what? The church is set for success. Because we are reminded more than ever that no political leader is our, is our savior. That, that no, no president, I, praise God for our presence. You know what our job is? Pray for him, whoever it is. Pray for him, whoever it is. God, that they would know you. That you would speak to them. That you would cover them, protect them. Give them peace. Protect their family. Protect them, God. Whoever it is. Bless them. Give them your wisdom, even if they don't know that it's your wisdom. Give them your wisdom, God. Because the Bible says that when we pray for our leaders, we get to live a peaceable life. So if you don't do it for any other reason, do it for yourself. <laughs> and uh, and um, so that's a side note. You know what I'm saying? You can get really whooped up in political conversation, but you ever come out? You ever come away with one of the, from one of those conversations and go, feel so refreshed. I'm so encouraged. I'm so at peace right now. No, you come away riled up and sometimes divided. And, and that's not what the people of God are called. That's not our inheritance. And, but I'm, I'm going to talk to you about seasons today. And, um, but hey, we're in a season. Let me read you a, a verse, okay? First Chronicles chapter 12, if you want to turn there. First Chronicles chapter 12, verse 32. And I'm just going to read this out of the New King James Version. And, and uh, it says, The sons of Issachar, who had understanding of the times, and to know what Israel ought to do. It's a whole list of all different people in Israel. But it, in its one verse, in 32, it speaks of, in this whole lineup, there were a group of men. They were the sons, the children, rather, of Issachar, however you say that name in Hebrew. And they, what they were known for in Israel, this is an amazing gift. Think about this grace. They were known for this so much that this is, this is their only claim to fame in the Bible, is that they had an understanding of the times and the seasons that they lived in. That's a good thing. When you don't know the times and the seasons you're in, that's rough. When you figure it out, that's a great step. But check it out. They, they also knew what they ought to do in those times. Not only what they ought to do, but they knew what the entire nation of Israel should do. These were men that carried God's wisdom. Men, I'm sure it was, I'm sure the wisdom, the women were just as wise. The men and women. You know, it's important to say, you know, um, you know, when the Bible speaks of man, it's mankind. And and um, and uh, and so here are these here are these people, they they have an understanding of the times and the seasons. OK, now, when you when you talk about seasons. There's levels to this. Dimensions is a better way to say it. 
dimensions. In other words, in one way, we're in a great big season, right? Like God, God created the heavens of the earth and put man in the garden. A season started. It was a season of mankind living on the planet. It's really long. We're still in that season. Christ came and there was a change of seasons. And everybody felt it. Jesus walking around Jerusalem, walking around everywhere he went, walking around preaching. Somehow everybody could feel it, even if they didn't acknowledge it. So much that the religious leaders of the day, they felt it. They said, what's going to happen to us? What about our place? What about our position? Isn't it amazing that somehow, they, how, how is that even logical, really? There's no logical connection there, except for they could feel this anointed one walking around, and something inside them said, this changes everything. It's a new season. What's going to happen to us? And because of fear and self-preservation, many were unable to receive the new season. And receive him as the Christ. And so, Jesus, he dies on the cross. He's buried in the grave. He resurrects. He, how many are thankful that he's alive? Right? I mean, that's the best part. Jesus died, but the best part is he's alive. <laughs> right? Uh, because if he rose, then we get to. And, and that's the life we're living. The risen life. Eternal life. The life of the Spirit. And so, Jesus... Then he makes a promise. The Holy Spirit is poured out. His promise is fulfilled. The Spirit of God is poured out in the upper room at Pentecost. And now an entire season opens up. And it is the season of fulfilling because of the empowerment of the Spirit upon his church. It is the season of fulfilling the mission that Christ gave. The Great Commission. It's a commission because it's his mission. And then we join it. We're on a commission. We've been commissioned. We've been commissioned. So, so in one way, there's one season that does not change. Our mission never changes. Right? Christ gave us one mission. And it never changes until we see him again. Make disciples. Right? Because here's God. This is, this is the Father. I want all my kids home. I want all my kids home. The ones that are home, I want them alive. I want them alive and full of the Spirit and living the abundant life that was paid for for them. And then, lots of my kids are at home. So kids, you ones that are home, that are happy and filled, go get them. Go get them. And bring them to me. Because I want my kids. So this is the mission that never changes, right? However, along that journey in our lives, both individually and even corporately, like for us here at Mountain Chapel, there are seasons where the mission doesn't change, but there are different seasons of our journey. Amen? A great analogy of that is that, for instance, if you were to look at a construction project, Right. You go by one day and what do you see? You see, you see some machinery moving some dirt around. Like, cool, something's happening over there. Right. Pretty soon you see a nice slab and some stuff sticking out of it. 
And I go, oh, something's happening. You know, you drive by a little while later. It's all framed up. You're beginning to see the structure of it. And then on and on until there's wiring and plumbing. And, and, and then it's all, you know, sheetrocked. And then pretty soon it's the finishing work. And you know what nobody ever says? Nobody ever says when the framing starts going up. Remember how awesome the foundation was? I wish we could just go back and lay that, just pour some more cement together. Nobody ever says that. Because they have a vision for a beautiful building. And it's beyond the building. It's like, yeah, the building is going to be beautiful when it's finished. I mean, I mean, pretty soon it's going to have like window dressings and what kind of switches do we want and lighting and it's going to be an entire environment inside. But then it doesn't even stop there. It's like, what's going to happen in that building? What's its purpose? What was it created for? And then that purpose continues. And the whole purpose really of every structure is that it be filled with life. <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing, isn't it? And and so and so the changing of seasons is normal, isn't it? And it's even celebrated. I've mentioned this before. I love seasons. I really do. People, you know, I know some people are like, I just like I just like the hot weather or I just like the cold weather. And I'm like, I like it all. Man, when it's when it's starting to get summer, I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, I'm so ready for summer. The hot days, getting the water. I love it. You know, by the end of summer, I'm like, praise God, man. The winds are blowing. The leaves are falling. I am ready for some cool weather. And then it rains and it thunders and it lightens and it, there's hail and maybe we get a little snow and, and all that. I'm like, I love this. I love it. And, and I believe that a key to thriving in life, both individually and corporately, is... To have this gift that these men had. That they could recognize the season that they were in. And they could live appropriately in that season. And this is the key to thriving. How many know that when the summer comes, if you're still hanging on to winter, you're going to be super uncomfortable pretty soon. Just like wearing a parka jacket and huge boots. You're like, you can hold on to that season, but you're going to be sweating. You know what I'm saying? So we've had, a, we've had some words that have been declared over us. There's, I mean, there's such a legacy in this house, isn't there? And, um, and, and with, with each season, and you could look at seasons even in this house, like with... Uh, this is not about me at all. It's, it's about God. Like you look at seasons in this house, you could look at in one way seasons of leadership. You know, there was a man named Fauzi Arzuni, who's quite a legend, and um, I've never met him, but but people speak of him. Incredible man of God, and I think uh, I think um, Barry and Bev Leader came to the Lord under his ministry. They they got invited to church. He, their first time to church, Fauzi gives an altar call. Barry and Bev come up and they're like, yeah, I'm going to surrender our lives to the Lord. And then what? 
Look at them now. They've become pillars in this church all these years. And so on. So many of you. And, um, you know, and, and, and then all the different ones, you know, Bill and, and Danny and Steve and Cameron. And, and in each season, something was established. Something was built. That is imperative, I believe, to the mission that God has for us. In other words, we're going somewhere. And that's important to know because when you know where you're going, you've got a vision for your future. And when you have a vision for your future, you have grace for the day. When you, when you lose a vision for the future, you lose your strength for the day. When you've got vision for the future, you've got a purpose in your day. You know what to do. When you have that understanding, you know how to live. It gives you strength. It gives you grace. Grace, by the way, is pretty much... Here's a great scholar's like definition of grace. Everything you need. Right? You know what I'm saying? Like, everything you need. God's grace. And so, we're in a changing of the seasons. And God has like... And we've been in one. It's exciting. And, and, and you know... You know, Myrna gave me a word about a month ago. Maybe it was six weeks ago. Came up, and she really felt uh, changing the seasons, and 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 I'm, yeah, and and it's been so consistent. We're getting all these prophetic words. You know, when when you're finding out what God is saying about your life or the seasons of your life, a key is to find out what God is repeating. And when you have, when you're looking for it, you're going to find it everywhere. You're going to find it. And so, you know, there's a biblical principle. Let, let everything be established by two or three witnesses. I, I look for the witness of God. And, um, and so I, I look for what's a continual word that's being released. Amen. You guys doing good? All right. And, um, you know, a, a word recently, uh, we could go on and on. Uh, and we will. We're going to go deeper into some of the words of the house. But... But, you know, a word that recently has been refreshed for us is that 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 Mountain Chapel is a place that people come to get hope. It's a greenhouse. And 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 um, that people can come in broken, but they go out leaders. They go out effective. They go out whole. That's the key word. You know, we got I got a word recently. It's for us. That that um, one of the things that God is going to do is, you know, we've been hearing this over and over. You've seen nothing yet. And um, and we have a tremendous history. But how many know God is still alive and he wants to do more than he's done before. And God's work is a continuing work like God never. God doesn't ever come in this life and go. Remember what I did for you that day, Daniel and Andrea? That was the best thing I had for you. I hope you liked it. You know, like, you know, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's glory to glory. Like, that's a step in the journey. Like, like, you know, Daniel and Andrea, you're, you're not who you were 10 years ago. And 10 years from now, it'll be even more drastic because you're, 
your, your, your momentum in God continues to increase as you walk with Him. You can take that word for yourself. And, um, and so I've been thinking about this, about us, and what it means to move forward in the season. And so one thing that we need to know, we, got, we actually had a prophetic song released uh, at Presence Night. By the way, if you haven't been coming out at Presence Night, if you've got time, come on out at 6 o'clock. We're just coming. We, work, we have a worship team, and we just we worship. We get into the presence, and we just, we just find out what he's doing and join him. It's a good time. And uh, so, so come on out. Um, and, but one of the songs that went forward, it was a prophetic song, was that um, we're getting new shoes for a new walk in a new season. And, you know, it just, it's a prophetic word in a song. And there was this whole word about keys that morning as well in church. And, and um, so it's access and it's authority and it's new shoes. And I was thinking like, God, what do my shoes look like? What do our shoes look like in this season? Because, you know, the shoes that you wear really is determined by the journey that you're taking. Yeah, the terrain. Good work, Brian. Right? I mean, like, I got, I went and, and uh, I was uh, ministering at a, a school, the School of Hunger in the Bay Area. Small school. It's called the School of Hunger. That a friend started. Well, he became my friend when I went there, and we became friends. And um, so I'm there. I'd been there a few times now, and he takes me by uh, Designer Shoe Warehouse, which I've never been to in my life. We walk in this huge shoe store. It's gigantic. They probably have like every shoe. And um, and he's like, "Hey, I want to do something." He goes, "I want to buy you a pair of shoes today." And I was like. Really? I never had anybody take me and buy me shoes since I was an adult, you know. That's actually not true. That was the second time. But, but, but I come to think of it, I'm like, you're right here. My father-in-law bought me some cool shoes one time. But, um, but, uh, but, but I knew it. Nothing like this, right? He takes me in and he goes, and I want to buy you some really nice ones. I want to buy you some dress shoes. And I was like, all right. So he takes me in, man. He, 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 he like helps me pick out these. He's like, try these on. And, and, um, I go, all right, and it's a gift. So, you know what I mean? I'm like, I'm there to, I'm going to pick something I like, but it's also a gift. So I'm like, man, I receive whatever you, I'm not going to be too picky, you know? And, and, um, and I kind of felt, you know, sometimes the Lord's doing something and you don't want to control situations. You want to find out what he's doing, what he's saying. So he buys me these shoes and they're, they're like, I've never had a pair of shoes like this before. They're like so nice. And um and they're these they're these dress shoes and um and I discovered something that day that I wondered I I wonder if shoes that are dress shoes and that are also comfortable to wear exist because I've not experienced that up until this day <laughs> these were that they were amazing right so but I'm not going to wear those shoes if we're on a pioneering track like if we're going to go up into some mountain lake. Right? I need new shoes. And so, I'm just going to, I'm not going to answer that question for you. I'm like, what do you, what do your shoes look like? You can ask the Lord. Because in this new season and in this journey that we are all on, here's the cool thing. There's a one big pair of shoes that we all wear together, however that works. As a corporate body. It's true though. 
Right. Because together we're the bride. Right. And so so there there is there's a big pair of shoes that we all fit. But in that and this is God, he's multidimensional. But in that you have a specific pair of shoes because of your purpose and your place in the part that God is is gracing you to to be a part of in this journey. Because it's something that we're doing together. All right, so new shoes. And I'm not going to expound on this, but you're going to get this right away. I kind of referenced it already. You got to dress for the season. Right? And, um, and so when there's a changing of the season, you dress accordingly. You, know, you guys all know Dixon. Who knows Dixon Slater? Yeah. Which, by the way, I meant to do this earlier. Paul, uh, Paul Cummer is here. Paul, would you just wave or stand up real quick, please? I love Paul. He's a revival group pastor down at um, in second year at Bethel. And, and um, what's that? Yeah, raise your hand, students. Come on, you guys. Thank you for coming up. We love, don't we love to have them? Can we just cheer back for them? Yeah, God. Paul is a real father and actually was a pastor, pastor at church for years and, and, uh, just a real father. So thank you for being here, Paul. Um, and, um, but you want to dress for the season. Now, sometimes what, when, when there begins to be a rub in our life, sometimes you think things are getting hard. But sometimes that rub is that your nest has been stirred by God. And you're going, what's wrong? And God says, there's nothing wrong. It's a new season. And you know what the stirring in the nest is about? It's about flying. So it's a pretty awesome season. If you're going to follow that analogy. It's so uncomfortable in this nest. Yeah, and what's going to be uncomfortable is if I hang on to the season of when I got to just snuggle down in the feathery nest and Mama Eagle just came and brought me the chewed up food. I mean, how many would rather chew their own food anyway? And, uh, and, so, and um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, so it's a, new, it's a new season, new clothes. Even though the mission is the same, the leg of the race can change. Same finish line, though. I was thinking about this, uh, you know, earlier. And I was thinking, like, can you imagine a runner? I bet it's happened before. Like, can you imagine a runner who's running a race? A re- let's say a relay race, because that's really what we're all in. You and me are in a relay race. And so actually nothing is mine. Right? It's like the, the Lord is mine and I am his. And I get to enjoy lots of good things that he blesses my life with, like my family and my kids and and some bonuses. Maybe you get to go on a vacation or maybe you have a nice car, nice house, or maybe you're thriving in many different ways in your life. Those are bonuses. These are blessings. Right? But when we live in the kingdom and we're on a mission like this, what you realize is I didn't I didn't start this race. Somebody handed me a baton. This isn't about me. I'm a part of it. When we win, I win. I get to win. 
But it's better than that because I'm running for all those who ran before me. And I tell you what, if you're in a relay race, like my friend Matt ran this relay trail race, and he's, you know, and we were talking about it. when you're in a relay race, part of what motivates you a little bit is like that there has been some hard work that went into this race by the time you got this baton. And you're running, and when you want to quit, and when you get a little stitch in your side or whatever, you don't want to quit. But when you want to, you know, maybe you, you want to slow down a little, or maybe, you know, your ankle's a little sore, or whatever it may be, there's something in here that goes, they ran hard, and I'm going to run hard. Because we are going to win. And, and, um, and so, when you talk about seasons, really, it's that, it's your leg of the race. That's a season. Man, I've been getting this word lately for us. I'm going to release it to you now. That the best is yet to come. You haven't seen anything yet. It's coming all different ways. Over uh, when we were on the coast at the men's conference, man, I told you I went into worship. I really encountered God. Like, oh, I love it. And um, I got up and then immediately like two people prophesied over me and and it's words for us, you and me. And, um, and uh, one of the words was that God really wants to come in this place and in this town in such a way that there would be drive-by salvations. <laughs> that people, because this is a corridor. People will come to Weaverville to come here, but it's also a corridor. People come through here to go other places. And, and I'm just telling you, I don't think this is metaphoric. I believe this. That, that the word was that as people are driving through, the Spirit of God will come into their car and they will have to pull over to the side of the road because God is getting to them. Come on. And they're going to surrender their lives to Jesus here. It's happened before. Do you know, do you know it's happened before? It's happened before. And so we're just saying, thank you, God, for doing it again. And so we're a greenhouse. And really the last part, when I just want to get down kind of personal in a great way. The last, the, the last point that I want to hit on for today is this, is that in this new season, there is... And this is not something to be grieved. This is, again, celebrating. Because when there's a new season, God's in it. And everything God does is good. And, well, and so, in this new season, one of the things that's happening, and not here at Mountain Chapel only, but all over the planet right now, there's something that many of us call a changing of the guard. And a changing of the guard doesn't mean that people sit down and stop being effective it means that the younger generation, the ones who are coming in, begin to be empowered all the more, though. And that, the, that there, there's a process. I preached on, on, on the passing of the baton, one of the first messages here. And, and, but there's a whole process in passing the baton. Where, where like, the person sees them coming. The, you know, the, the person who's next sees them coming in. And so there's a place on the track where they start running, getting up to speed. 
And then there's a moment where they're like running together. They're both running. But in that moment, one person puts the hand back, trusts the other to set it in the right place and begins to run. And as they accelerate, the other person just begins to slow down and cheer them on. And we're living in that time. And really, it's something that continues to happen all through life. It's something that's always happening. But in the kingdom, in a very real way, it really seems to be happening on a corporate level. And my question then to you, I have two questions. One is, because one of the things that makes this house great is that we've had such great mothers and fathers carrying the, the baton or the torch for so long. You know, we have our 4th of July parade. It happens every year. I was thinking, I w- we came up here uh, and it was our first time experiencing it. And I'm like, this is amazing. This is literally, I'm not, this is the best 4th of July experience I've ever had in my whole life. I don't ever want to go anywhere else for the July. And, and, and um, I mean, it's so fun, the parade, everything. And you know what? I'm sitting there thinking, I'm watching this parade. And a lot of people watch that parade and go, oh, yeah, the parade. The parade happens every year. And we come down and go, oh, there's the parade. It is like, that was awesome, right? It's like, the, yeah. How does that thing happen? Well, we go down there and then it just magically materializes on that day. Nobody gives it any forethought. And, and you know. And I, and you, you know what I was sitting there, uh, joking, obviously, I was watching this parade and I realized this parade is awesome and has been awesome for years because there are probably just a few people who own it and make sure it's awesome every year and they work really hard for it. And I was thinking, I'm telling you, back there on that day, it was like the 3rd of July or whatever, I'm sitting there or whatever it was, I'm sitting there. And um, eating that amazing pie and ice cream. And, um, and, um, and so, and I'm thinking, who's going to carry this baton? Because this is a legacy that needs to continue in this, in this town. And I was thinking, like, literally, if nobody else rises up and says, I love this parade. I want to make sure it keeps happening. Pretty soon somebody goes, man, I've been doing it forever and... Ooh, I need a break, you know, like pretty soon, right? And so, and I'm thinking, who's going to carry it? Who's going to make sure? And I'm sure that baton's been passed down through years and years and years. And it's the same way. So this is my question. For those who have been carrying the baton, these are real mothers and fathers. I don't mean this is a, this is not a challenging question because our mothers and fathers, they do it so well. They're already doing it. But here's the thing. They are looking... Let me say it this way. They are all looking and saying, who's going to carry this? And you know what's amazing is that you can live under someone's ministry and under the fruit of their life and enjoy inheritance. But there's a next step that comes when you say, there's one step where you go, I sub." I submit under this leadership, if you will, and I, I honor these mothers and fathers, and I, ultimately I'm honoring God when I do that. 
And I will serve and live in this environment that someone has created by saying yes to God. But it's something else to say, what does it take to make sure this continues and to take it actually further? Because remember, the guys who were entrusted with the talents, the guy who came back and gave exactly what he was given was not celebrated. He's like, no, no, I believed in you. Your job was to multiply it. And so they are looking and going, who? And, and when I look around at Mountain Chapel, I'm like, we have an entire, God has gathered the next wave of leaders and elders and mothers and fathers. Oh man, we're set up for success. And so that's the season that we're in. And I would say to those who are like, and, and I understand you're not always on one side or the other. There's a spectrum. But, but, like, but, but then I would say if you are the one who is like, you're at your position to receive the baton. Here's what I would say. And this is something I ask myself. I don't ask myself. This is something that I meditate and I look to the Lord about. Is because I realize like it's one thing to serve but when I look at someone's life, like you, you just hear the legacy of Bill Derryberry. Right? I couldn't hide from Bill Derryberry. I didn't try. But I mean, I sat like, I think I was sitting right here, right there on those two seats, our first visit. We said, let's just sneak up to Mountain Chapel and scope it out before anybody knows, you know. Let's just see what it's like to go to church in Mountain Chapel, you know. And gosh, we felt so loved and right away. But I tell you, Bill Derryberry makes a beeline. He comes right up to me during worship and he's like, who's this young family? And, uh, and I'm like, oh, man, you know, I introduced myself. And, but, he, you know, he discovered me. And I'm like, what does it take? Here's the thing. You can carry that. And actually, here's another word for us that God has really spoken to my heart. In this season, there's a mantle on this house to raise up leaders, great leaders. And I know at times, I know, I know at times, I'm sure at times, it has been challenging because we raise up a great leader. Where'd they go? And so, you know, and, 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 and but you're still benefiting from those, from those leaders. And, um, and just that more people are now. And that's a good thing. It multiplies. That's my point. And one of the ways it's multiplying here is that God's desires that this house would be a house that raises up many leaders at one time, not just one at a time. And so there's a multiplying of this grace to raise up great pillars. And so what I began to say is this. If I look at Heidi, there's two things I want you to know. When I look at like a Heidi Baker or a Bill and Maybe that's not your calling, so don't see that as pressure. Look at the best businessman who loves God in the community, and maybe your realm is, is to, to glorify God in business. Good. That's, that's, that's what you need to be. That's worship for you. That's actually your life of worship to God. And to do anything else would not be to fulfill your call. You know, and so, but here's the thing. You look at somebody great, and you, like, a, like a Heidi Baker, say, or somebody, and you go, I couldn't do that or whatever. And you go, one thing you're leaving out is that you, 
You can if you've had the encounters that she's had. Because when God encounters you in a certain way, it changes you. So often we, we imagine ourselves doing what another does without having what they have. The grace. But God always gives you that when you get there. So don't worry about that. You have, you have what it takes. You have Him. Don't worry about that. That's actually not a thing to worry about. Because He'll give you what you need. But I do believe that the part on our part is the yes. Now, I'm not talking about striving and religious works to be somebody. But I am talking about be inspired by the way that someone else lives. I can carry, if when I receive an impartation, I can carry what they carry if I'm willing to live the way they live. And sometimes I think, it's like, you know what, you can, you can have this liberty in your life or this liberty, and I, you can do this or that, and you, know, you can change your life. But I always think, like, but the, the, ones that, the ones that I see as my heroes, I think, but how did Smith Wigglesworth live? Because I don't think I actually can have what he had if I don't live how he lived. I, I can't carry what he carried with a different value system. A lesser value system. Let me say it that way. Does that make sense? And this is not a heavy word. It's just a who. I just believe like the Lord is saying it's a new season. There's a new normal. And what do you want to do? What's in your heart? What do you dream about when you're in the presence? You can have that. You can be that. Because I believe what you dream about in the presence is a sign of what God is offering you. And so I just believe, because for me, I've been feeling called higher and deeper. And, 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 I, and I'm like, yes, God, yes. And there's actually joy in it. It's not hard. It's not difficult. It's not a grind. It's like, yes, God, I love learning from you. Oh, Oh, and I feel your spirit just putting to death, like, like you know, in a deeper way, like, oh, you know what I mean by that, right? It's beautiful. It's like the self, it's like, I'm going to close this. I'm, I didn't, I'm going to close. I am. Uh, sometimes the way we dress for the new season isn't about what's right and what's wrong. We're all so far past that. It's about where do you want to go? You know, and you, and you don't pack a lawnmower when you're hiking up into the hills. It's too heavy and it's worthless up there. You get what I'm saying? Would you stand with me? Oh. Father, I thank you for a new season. Would you just begin to receive from the Lord right now? I thank you for the new season. Ministry team, would you please come? Um, and just come on up. And yeah, Thanks for the new season, God. And it is to be celebrated. I thank you that what you give us is invitation. And invitations are a beautiful thing. We get to say yes to them. Do you want to come to the party? I do want to come to the party. Then you enjoy the party. And Lord, we just thank you for um, for this changing the seasons. And I just pray that um, wherever there is uh, 
man, I was going to tell you some stories about changing the seasons of my own life, but we'll do it another time. But I'm just going to pray for you and let God do what he wants to do. So I, I just, I thank you. God, I pray there be grace and clarity right now in the spirit. Father, that, that God, that, that each of us would look to you and see the smile on your face about our future. <laughs> that each of us would look to you. Tim said the other, on the men's retreat, we were fellowshipping in the, in the truck, he goes, there's good times ahead. I'm like, I love that statement, man, because it's a good word. There's good times ahead. That we'd look to you and we'd see your smile. And then right now, I just pray, God, if there's any adjustments in our thinking, even if, that I, if I don't even know I need adjustment, that you would just speak to me. And you would say, Brandon, here's what you need to know. And so I bless you. I just see the Lord just putting like, like greasing the wheels, greasing the cogs. He's like, oh, did that feel here? Just let me just put a little oil. Boop, 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 boop. And you're like, oh, it's better. I'm actually excited. I was beginning to say the runner who stops. And I remember the, I imagine the crowd going, no, the line's up there. Keep going. There's more. Help us, Lord. We're so excited about what's in your heart. We say, have your way in Jesus' name. Amen.